0: This is episode 14 of HD Reality, and today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of being a part of the HD community. We're going to talk about the times when that's a wonderful thing and times where there are things you might want to watch out for. Welcome to HD Reality with Courtney Cable. As a member of a Huntington's disease family and a certified life coach, I'm here to help you navigate the unique challenges of Huntington's disease. This podcast is dedicated to everyone affected by HD, including individuals with HD, their loved ones, and their care partners. Together, we'll explore practical mental and emotional tools to help you overcome the obstacles that arise with this diagnosis. Join me as we define our own HD reality. Keep listening and let the transformation begin. All right, this is the episode I've been wanting to do ever since I got back from the HDSA convention that was held in New Orleans at the beginning of June. And that was a really wonderful opportunity for me to see the HD community in action. It was a big group of us. We were all together for a couple of days, and it was really great. And I know some people are super involved in the HD community, while others aren't even aware that there is an HD community. And then there are others who know it's out there, but choose not to participate for a variety of reasons. And I want to say up front that on this episode, I'm not going to be coming to any conclusion about whether or not you should be involved in the HD community. It's 100% your choice. I'm just going to give you some pros and cons that might help you make a decision or give you some insights on what you might be missing out on if you aren't present in the community or what downsides you can try to keep in check and be aware of if you are involved in the community. So let's just move on through these. The first pro I have is connection. The feeling of being connected together is In the community is huge. And I felt that at the convention, everyone was talking about it. I feel it on the Facebook groups and any other events or any other time you get together with these groups of people in a support group or anything, that connection is really palpable. And that's so desirable because not feeling alone is incredibly powerful. Feeling isolated or alone in your suffering can be the cherry on top of an already really tough situation. Every time I met someone new at the convention, it was like this sigh of relief that I didn't need to explain to them the hardest thing that I was dealing with, which was HD. They already knew, and we shared that together. So we could just move past that into a friendship with this backdrop of understanding. Knowing you already had something in common with pretty much everyone there at the convention, it was like the ice was already broken, and you could talk to whoever you wanted to. And that was a really freeing, beautiful experience. But the con on the flip side of that exact same coin is that identifying strongly with this community can solidify an us versus them mentality. Because what connects us within the HD community is what makes us different from everyone else outside of the HD community. So while it was so nice to be able to talk so openly and feel that automatic connection to people at the convention, when I came home from the convention, I felt more isolated than I had before I even went. And I'm fully aware that this was because of what my brain was offering me during those moments, but we need to be especially careful not to use what connects us as more evidence that no one outside of the community will be able to understand us. And spending a lot of time with the group you're labeling as the us group can make you feel more distant from the group you're labeling as the them group. And that makes it harder for us to connect with people outside of the HD community So it's just something to keep in mind of, and we wanna keep our thoughts in check here to make sure feeling connected to the HD community isn't making us at the same time feeling disconnected from anyone who is not in the community. Sometimes what's helpful for me to kind of break down this us versus them idea for people within the HD community versus outside the HD community is remembering that everyone's experience of life, whether or not HD is part of it, is very unique, even within the HD community. It's amazing that we have so much in common here, but that does not mean that we can't connect with people outside the community because there are so many differences even just among us. So at the convention, I could use the fact that we were all affected by HD as a connecting factor, but when I'm outside the community, I don't want to disregard all of the other things that I have the opportunity to connect with people on, like people who are my same age or people who are in the same religion or went to the same schools as I did there are any number of things that we can connect with people on, and it's just important to remember to enjoy that connection we feel without building up some invisible walls between us and everyone else. The second pro is a little bit similar, and it's that when you're in the HD community, you have a place where you can vent about things that are going on in your life without needing to explain what HD is and how it affects us. This is especially applicable if you're present in forums or Facebook groups, you can log in there, throw on a post, and talk about what was hard about your day without someone jumping in and saying, what's HD and why is it so hard? And then having to go into a full lecture about what the disease is and how it impacts people. And I heard a lot of people at the convention sharing this concern when they were seeking out therapists or counselors. They wanted a therapist who was familiar with HD so that when They were paying for these sessions. They weren't spending the time during those sessions explaining that their loved one isn't really going to get better because of HD, and they can't go to just any old nursing home because it's HD, and that the abuse that they endure is complicated because their loved one isn't fully themselves anymore because of HD. Someone who's familiar with all of those things is going to be able to take that in stride and get to the purpose of the... Appointment, which is to help support them emotionally and mentally. And I can totally relate to this, where I wouldn't want to be spending that time that I was paying for explaining what HD is rather than focusing on how it's affecting me and what I'm feeling with right now. When we're dealing with difficult emotions, the last thing we want to do is have to give an in depth lecture on the disease and everything that it entails. So when you're in that community, that's a safe space where you can express those emotions and people just understand. You don't have to explain this or that. You don't have to give them the elevator speech about what HD is. They already know. But again, every coin has two sides. So on the other side of that is a con where sometimes being heavily present in the HD community can be emotionally taxing because it can be hard to watch other people suffer and be witness to other people's painful experiences with HD. This is especially true if you consider yourself to be empathetic or an empath So that space that's so amazing for the person who's doing the venting and not having to explain themselves and using and taking advantage of that beautiful safe space on the other side of that post could be a person who's just casually scrolling through their newsfeed who might get caught off guard by a distressing post on one of these groups. I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups and it has definitely changed my experience of Facebook. I have to know that going into it as soon as I open Facebook I might see some pretty sad stuff. And I have to prepare myself mentally, otherwise, it can ruin my whole day. And it has before, if I'm not keeping my mind in check. And it's not a deal breaker, it's just something that I need to be aware of so I can manage my mind around it when it does happen. Because if I'm not managing my mind and one of these posts catches my subconscious brain by surprise, what it automatically offers me is rarely going to be something helpful, productive, or light. It's going to be heavy, it's going to be depressing, it's going to be hopeless. Wherever you are on your HD journey, you might hear a story from someone who's farther along than you are, and you can fill yourself with thoughts of, oh my goodness, that might be me someday, and that dread of the future. And then if you're talking to someone who's not as far along as you are on your HD journey, there can be these feelings of, oh, they have no idea what's coming, I wish I could go back, and all these things I wish I knew, and neither of those are producing positive emotions. You're having your own battle with HD, and when you go into the space and allow other people to vent and share their experiences, you're now having to balance your own emotions and other people's emotions as well, which can be difficult. And again, it's not a deal breaker. It's just something to know going into it so you can be prepared and manage yourself around it so that you can still be a part of that supportive, safe space that's so important for the people who are sharing their stories without it necessarily bringing you down as well. If this is something you find yourself struggling with, it would be a great thing to bring to one of the free money sessions with me, and we can work through that together. We can work through your feelings when you observe other people's suffering and uncover what thoughts are behind that and what you're making that mean and how it's affecting your life. That would be a great thing to do coaching on. The third pro of being involved in the community, and this one is huge, is that you are connected and have access to so many valuable resources. While I was making the outline for this episode, I started to make a list of all the available resources, and I was like, wow, I could just read this list, and that would be a 45-minute episode, and I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to go over a couple of them here, but if you're only going to look into one of these things, go to the HDSA website. That's kind of the hub where they can refer you out to so many different organizations depending on what you're specifically looking for, and it's really well curated so that it's easy to find what you need there are also other organizations like Help for HD, Cure HD. There are groups that do really helpful research updates like HD Buzz. There are grant programs if you're interested in doing IVF for family planning reasons. And there's a lady named Allison Bartlett, who I've mentioned before on this podcast, whose specific job is just to help you get your disability paperwork approved. There are centers of excellence all over the country that are staffed with HD-savvy doctors, genetic counselors, and social workers. And there are youth programs and the National Youth Alliance that support people growing up in HD families. And there are support groups online and in person that can be specific to any possible HD journey. Whatever your relationship with HD is, you can find a support group for people like you. In these groups and forums and talking to people at these events... You can get advice on medical equipment that might be helpful. You can be up-to-date on clinical trials that you might want to participate in. And any one of those things on this list could be literally life-saving. But combine them all together, just looking at this list, fills me with so much gratitude for all the people who have come together to give these amazing support services. And it breaks my heart to hear people who don't know what help is even out there. Knowing what support is available and where to go to get it is a game changer in HD. So that is a big, big pro of being involved in the HD community is that you have that quick, easy access. You have really knowledgeable people who are able to refer you to this or that. You ask a question and they are quick with an answer. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And it's amazing. So there's that huge list of organizations that can offer support. But in addition to that, the experienced individuals in the community are just as valuable of a resource in and of themselves. On the other hand, another downside of being really involved in the HD community is that it can become really difficult to forget about HD if we want to. There's so many resources and so many programs that if you wanted to, you could become involved in that and it can be become most, if not all of your life. You can be completely inundated with information about HD and reminders about HD, other people's HD baggage, all of these things. And it can, it can become a lot. At the convention, I noticed myself wishing that there was a room where we could go where you weren't allowed to talk about HD because it was just everywhere. It was in the hallways. It was in the elevator. It was in all the informational sessions, support groups, and classes. It was talked about at all the dinners and dances and parties. Everything was HD, and that was for a great reason, because we had this short window of time that was really dedicated to getting answers and support that we need around HD. But every once in a while, I just wanted to not hear anything about HD for just like five minutes, because it can be really difficult to stay in that space and stay on top of managing my mind for that long. It got harder and harder to remember that there was anything to life outside of HD, and I heard other people feeling the same way too especially people who are really involved in volunteering and advocacy, who have made this their entire life. They were talking about how you need to know when it's time to take a break from HD. And it was pretty common to say, okay, I've been volunteering or doing this and that, and now I need just a month off. I need a break for a minute. So I recognize that taking on this potential downside of being involved in the community is a huge sacrifice that the major players in the community are making, and I am so grateful to them for diving in so deeply and so consistently in order to really get things done and be available for us when we need them, and create all of those amazing resources. Because no matter how you put it, spending that much time around HD takes a lot of energy, it, it takes a lot of work to manage our minds, and sometimes we're just not up for it right now. So that's one potential downside that you want to keep your eye on if you are being involved in the, in the community. And it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something that can be worked around. It's just something to know about. The last pro I'm going to talk about for being involved in the Huntington's disease community is advocacy. And I don't necessarily mean advocacy as in signing a petition or creating a march or doing something really, really big. Simply having a bigger presence as a community and involvement in the events that are run can lead to more funding, which means we get closer to finding a cure. We cannot find a cure for HD without research, and we cannot research without funds. And there's no funding if no one knows about HD. And no one knows about HD if the people in the HD community don't step up and be heard. Showing the world that we are here and we matter has a real, direct impact. So this can be attending the HDSA conventions or events or education days or going on the Hope Walks or helping to open a new HDSA chapter or being an advocate in some way on social media or sometimes it's as simple as just talking to people who may not know about HD because every new person we talk to about HD is increases the likelihood that the next time they see a fundraiser for hd that they will maybe donate because now they're familiar with it and they're familiar with its impact and they have a personal connection with somebody who's been affected by it and the bigger group we are also grabs the attention of not just people but also companies that might want to sponsor our events or pharmaceutical companies that might be interested in developing treatments so again it doesn't have to be anything big Just being another body in the room, another voice, another follower on an Instagram or Facebook page, anything we do shows the world that we're here, makes the struggle of HD more recognizable to people outside of the community. And that is important, powerful work. The last con I'm going to talk about, and this was the big one that made me want to make this podcast episode in the first place. And it happened because I was going into the convention and I was trying to be really conscious Watching my mindset and thinking about coping strategies and all of these things that we've been talking about the podcast so far. And I still got caught up in a current of negative messaging. In the HD community, we are bombarded with negative messaging. People call HD the devil's trifecta, meaning that it combines the symptoms of ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's. They'll call it the devil's disease. So with all of these messages coming in, whether you wanted to or not, it's like you've been swept up in this current and just expected to be depressed and down. Even the messages of hope are almost always built on the premise of HD being horrible, awful, miserable, cruel, etc. And I'm not arguing any of those descriptions. But if you're trying to move away from that line of thinking because you're seeing how it's holding you back from the life you want... These basic assumptions that most of the community is operating under are going to make it more difficult for you to start thinking anything else. It's hard to swim upstream. As humans, we are conditioned for groupthink. We look to others for social proof to see how to react and how to feel about things. Because historically, and even sometimes today, it's physically dangerous to go against the grain. So as you start changing the way you think about HD, you'll have to fight that current. And that's what I found myself doing because I try hard to practice what I preach. So I know the story I tell myself about HD will end up becoming my experience of HD. So when I was hearing all this negative messaging, I knew I didn't want to adopt those things as a belief because then it would become the lens or the perspective that I would see my life through. But it was hard to keep that up. It wore me down. It was very hard to stay firm in that when I was so overwhelmed by all of this negative messaging. And it's done with the best of intentions, don't get me wrong. It comes from a very important and genuine place where we're trying to validate each other's struggles. Because if somebody comes to me and says, HG is the most horrible, cruel disease ever, I'm not going to deny that. That's their experience. Denying that, that's not the kind of person I want to be. Just because I might experience something differently does not make their experience any less valid or real to them. And as human beings, it's really, really powerful for us to see our experiences validated by other people. So when I say that there's negative messaging in the HD community, I'm not saying that the leaders of the HD community are purposely trying to make us feel miserable about HD or something. I'm just saying they're doing a very good job at validating people's challenges and struggles. But I believe we do have the power to create our own experiences. And I believe that we have the choice to create a less negative experience around HD, but when I'm trying to create that less negative experience of HD, I'm going to have to fight against all of the negative messaging that is being put out in the world in an effort to validate other people's very negative experiences. Do you see what I mean? You have the power to create the experience you want, but the experience that's being validated by people in the HD community is a very, very difficult experience. So if you want to be in the community, but you also want to create a more positive or at least a less negative experience of HD, it's going to take a little bit extra energy to go against that grain. So just know that it's coming and give yourself some grace and take breaks when you need to. I want to wrap this up by saying that the difference between experiencing the community as one of these pros or experiencing the cons that might come with being involved, there isn't a recipe of actions that we can take. So that we can only experience all the pros and avoid all of the cons. It always comes down to our thinking. So I can't say only spend a maximum of such and such amount of time per week in the community and then you'll be able to experience all of the pros and none of the cons. It all comes down to our thinking. So you can navigate the HD community experiencing only the pros of the connection, having a place to vent without having to explain yourself, gaining access to valuable resources, and being able to advocate and support funding and research, while avoiding the cons of having an us-versus-them mentality, having vicarious emotional pain watching other people suffer, getting tired of hearing about HD, and getting bogged down by the negative messaging. You can do that. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. So I'm not saying that we should all be able to go out and do it tomorrow. Just because you can doesn't mean you always need to. It's okay to just take a step back or to take a break. As I've deepened my understanding that our thoughts create our experience of life, I've had to fight the idea that I should be able to get through anything. I should be invincible. I should be able to think whatever I want about whatever situation and just be positive and happy all of the time. Do I believe that I have the tools to make that possible? Yes, I do. But I also believe that doing that takes a lot of energy, and we can not expect ourselves to be able to spend that kind of energy on a consistent basis. It's like treading water. Yes, you can do it, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get tired, and that doesn't mean I should expect you to stay on the deep end for your entire life. It's okay to make it easier on yourself sometimes. So going into something knowing that you might be presented with a difficult situation where you'll have to manage your mind is okay, and I believe you can manage your mind around that and still have a positive experience, but I think it's unnecessary to expect yourself to be able to do that over and over and over. I am physically strong enough to carry a 20-pound dumbbell around me for my entire day, but that doesn't mean I need to, right? You can put the weight down. That's it for this episode. I've been really excited to record it for a while, so I hope you liked it. We have tackled some big things on this podcast over the course of the last 14 episodes, and my idea list is overflowing. So please share this podcast with your communities so that we can all benefit from it together. All those forums and Facebook groups I was talking about and this community, let them know that you've been listening to this podcast and that it's been helpful, and I will be back next week with more tips. Bye. Did you know that I'm offering mini coaching sessions completely free? Go to helpforthecaregiver.com to schedule one now. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your communities, spreading the power of these tools to more people. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Courtney Cable Coaching for ongoing interaction, valuable content, and additional resources. For personalized support, visit my website to view my affordable coaching programs or to schedule a free mini coaching session or consultation call. Thank you for joining HD Reality, and I can't wait for our next conversation.